Welcome to another episode of Coffee Lovers Podcast. I am Joseph, your host, owner and publisher of Coffee Lovers Magazine, and today I'm being smugly nodded at by Michael Mage, who's joining us. Yo. I don't know if... I don't know if you can... Hello. Quote, unquote. I'm um, being smug. Smug. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, catching up on my podcast homework. Uh... <laughs> Basically, we, as we, all we uh, um, yeah, as we all are, there's an article on Slate, Slate.com. That's right. right. That's what's um, pulling up on my iPhone. About Blue Bottle. The article has kind of two parts to it. First off, it talks, um, puts Blue Bottle in the light of calling it uh, the apple of uh, coffee, whereas Starbucks is like Microsoft. So it's... Uh, <clears throat> The only you know, two the, comparisons that are out there, by the way. Yeah, apparently. The only so, so, so it's it's got a it's got, you know a very specific experience. Um, it's clean. It's got this kind of techish vibe to it, and uh, I guess some uh, the other part of the article is is uh, some venture capitalists are investing heavily in Blue Bottle, uh, as it's going to be apparently the next big thing. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, we just. Uh, we just kind of want to talk about that because it's, I mean, the Blue Bottle is doing some doing some great things. They obviously have a great product. Um, they they apparently have lines outside the door, uh, so they they're doing something right. But there are other cafes that are doing great things as well. Um, what makes them, you know, why are they the Apple to Starbucks, Microsoft? Although I would akin Starbucks more to McDonald's. But the article title, by the way, is Genius Barista. Tech investors think they've found the apple of coffee. Right. So I found this article really interesting. My name is Jesse Nelson. I'm with Conduit Coffee Company. Oh, uh, yes. Also joining us, John Liberty, to my left. <laughs> I like to interrupt Jesse. I'm just going to do this a lot. <clears throat> just trying to get a nice little thing in there. Little, little edit in there. You don't need to clap. <laughs> Just applauding myself. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else does. Everybody gets one clap. <laughs> I yeah. found the article really interesting. Um, first of all, I like I like Blue Bottle, and they've done a lot for the industry, especially in in the Bay Area around um, San Francisco. You know, the Bay Area. They uh, they've had amazing coffee. They they kind of came up with a model that worked um, with their alley entrance when they're selling the Gibraltar short little lattes in a glass cup, and that was their that was kind of their marketing shtick to begin with, and then that was so wildly successful. Then they opened another cafe, and so what? What? Let me get into this more. What? What I like sure. about Blue Bottle is that they have a very community-oriented perspective as far as their spaces and what they do with their space and the type of people that are going to be there. Um, so to start seeing that being replicated and addressed in here, I'm, I'm interested in where this is going to go. I was just going to ask if you could elaborate on the Gibraltar Alley thing, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> Gibraltar, that was the name they gave it, and I'm not sure why, probably having something to do with the Straits of Gibraltar and the Bay Area, but it's just essentially a little latte in a four-ounce cup or five-ounce little, almost an orange juice glass. And, okay. Uh, it was just a real simple little drink that was... You know, Italian style, you walk up and you get your little milky, frothy drink and you sit there and talk to your neighbors and then you set it down and you carry on. And it wasn't really to go. It wasn't, you know, it was very much just a small drink. So, you, you know, it could still be a quick stop, but it's not. Um, so right. they named it the Gibraltar. It's essentially a four-ounce latte. The article mentions their disdain for paper cups. Yeah. Uh, which I like. 
they're a great company and they've done amazing stuff with their spaces that they get and they have some beautiful beautiful uh, interior design especially on their new cafes um, this isn't the first coffee company that an article doesn't mention this it's not the first coffee company that's received big investment money Stumptown mm. got their money last fall and uh, immediately people thought Stumptown was selling out but there's not a hint of that kind of language at all in this article and I think that we need to consider you know our our um, discrimination against certain companies that receive, you know, several tens of billions of dollars and other ones that do. Um, yeah. It, it is kind of hard to digest the idea of a cafe receiving, you know, $25 million. Right. Uh, what does a cafe do with that? But uh, as we've discussed before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue more than just a cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, let, allow me to be incredibly insulting towards Blue Bottle. Uh, no, they, they are definitely. Um, well, do you think that this is a. Uh... Is this uh, investors following a trend from the customers and they're trying to get on board? Or is this investors trying to create a new trend amongst the public? Are they seeing something that's worthwhile than investing in? Or are they actually trying to maybe Hollywood popularize the small micro roasters or third wave roasters um, where they're going to try and create this new trend um, just surely for marketing. I think know? it's both. I mean, I think that they're seeing what's working in a place like San Francisco that's similar coffee culture to Seattle. It's a big city. There's a lot of room for growth and educated market with wealthy people that can afford drinks. Um, and they see that model just like Starbucks that, hey, that model is definitely viable in Denver and Kansas City and can just start spreading out. Now, can you be and, that big and still that good? Can you be as big as Starbucks and produce at the quality that we believe Blue Bottle is doing. One quote uh, I recall from the article, a uh, quote from, from one of the owners, he said that, that they're very interested in not focusing on consistent quality, but focusing on improving quality, okay. uh, which says to me that they're more interested in um, the results of quality as opposed to consistency. Right. Which it's, I think Starbucks, on the other hand, focused on consistency. Well, for generations, <laughs> coffee's always been about the consistency. Right. You know, that's what sells, that's what's easy. And if you have something, a model, so sustainable coffee, grown smaller farms, you know, more hands involved in, in how it's picked and processed, and, and it makes better coffee when you have more care for it. But it's also in smaller demand. So a company like Starbucks with 300 million pounds of coffee a year, they obviously have to buy from larger farms to meet those demands. Right. Now, Blue Bottle, I don't know if they're going to get that large, but, you know, if they can just start buying up lots of coffee, so maybe it's a regional thing, you know, certain roaster areas that they have will have, you know, limited selection of coffee. I mean, you can have consistently good coffee that's going to be very good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what's cool about coffee is mm -hmm. it's an agricultural product that's seasonality to it. There's, you know, 10 to 12,000 varieties available at any given time. Um, you know, so it's, I like that they're devaluing the consistent flavor, you know, but valuing the, the consistently, the good quality of the sustainable bean. and quality beans. So you'd rather go to the South and know that no matter what they're selling, you're getting a quality product versus a consistent product right. um, versus if you're on the West coast or if you're up here in the Northwest. And I, I also suspect of course that their, their customers, certainly their current customers <clears throat> are more used to the idea of exploring something new. Right. Uh, so, so the idea of going to a different part of the country, visiting a blue bottle, you know, the excitement might be, what is the, the coffee in this part of the country like? Right. I know I'm going to get a fantastic cup, 
now I can explore what it's like elsewhere. Uh, and that's uh, certainly a different experience. Um, I could yeah. be much more accepting, I think, coming from where we're at, to say that when I'm traveling, that I can go somewhere and know that I'm going to get quality coffee that's unique over a, cons- a consistent big cup of milk. But here's the, here's the alternative is, is that, so these investors are investing in one business, right? Mm-hmm. It's a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I mean, so they're creating a brand out of Blue Bottle. Mm-hmm. So when, when yeah. somebody that doesn't necessarily know where to look, they go to a place, you know, Knoxville, Tennessee, and there's a Blue Bottle, and they're like, okay, well, we know that's good coffee, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's the same story that Starbucks had 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing new about that. Yeah. You know, Starbucks started with the fair trade and all this kind of stuff and started that storytelling. That's great. I mean, they, they've done amazing stuff for the industry, but that's old school at this point. You know, so now Blue Bottle is basically repeating that just with a little bit different lingo about sustainability and smaller farms. And, yeah. you know, and there's some there's some value to that having those smaller farms for sure. But, you know, if you really care about building your community and you want to try something local, then there's other plenty of other coffee shops mm-hmm. that are going to have quality coffee. And we're seeing this, and as a wholesaler, we see these things pop up constantly. I mean, you can go to any area of the country right now, and Canada, and find plenty of micro roasters that are going to have excellent coffee mm. without a lot of effort. You know, I can go to Denver and go to Huckleberry. I can go to Kansas City and go to, you know. Uh, How is it, um, well, I guess we don't, we don't have too many perspectives from the rest of the world. Um, <clears throat> I'll be checking out Australia, or at least Melbourne. Uh, in May, uh, I'm interested to see what the coffee culture is like there. Um, from what I understand, uh, coffee in Melbourne is is huge. Yeah, uh, it's one of the biggest uh, places in the world. And then, of course, there are areas like uh, Norway, mm-hmm. um, and uh, who have roasters that are are doing phenomenal things uh, in that part of the world. Um, so let, I just finished reading the article on my uh-huh. iPhone, and so let me ask this question. And I, I, uh, there are some parts that I glazed over, I will admit. Uh, Michael Mage, coffee amateur. Um, here's one thing that I want to do about go back to uh, related to the article is this comparison between Microsoft and Apple, which again is the only comparison that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you think about it a little bit, and what we know about Microsoft and Apple is Microsoft's vision was a computer in every home, right? And so you can that that is a fair analogy one might say for Starbucks in terms of elevating coffee consciousness, we'll say across the U.S., right? A latte in every hand. A, a latte in every hand, right? Um, and and their experience, I mean, they have a lot of added things that they put on top of sort of the coffee experience. One might say maybe syrups and creams and things like that that don't necessarily belong. But we only know that now because people have gotten into coffee in the first place. We've been introduced to it before. It was just kind of that cup of joe, that motor oil that jolted you out the door each morning. But now it's become sort of like a sophisticated beverage, which we can, you know, call handcrafted and, and, you know, create a podcast out of magazine, digital magazines out of, right? I mean, it's it's not a, a fair stretch. So in some ways, it's almost a little bit of Blue Bottle's ability to capitalize on this maybe more sophisticated notion of coffee mm-hmm. is um, sort of built on the foundation that, that Starbucks laid down in, in terms of just even being able to enjoy or understand coffee at a new level. Um, so maybe in that way, it is a benchmark of where we are as a society, right? I mean, at least in terms of coffee consumption. Um, 
So is it safe to say that it's the future is just building on the past? Uh, on the well, it always the is. I mean, then let's get philosophical yeah. about it. Sure, it always is. But I mean, if you go back to the technology example, like that, what Apple does and the revolutionary products that one might say they put out um, are could not have happened unless sort of you know we had the big tech wave in the beginning. And so this right. article talks about this third wave of coffee. Um, really, you know, being spearheaded by Blue Bottle and kind of eliminating any any of the distractions that one normally associates with the coffee environment, like no Wi-Fi, no outlets for your laptops, just coffee. Um, and I think that's a different experience from certainly what Starbucks yeah. offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think, get, gets people probably. I've never been to a Blue Bottle. I'll, I'll just say that out front. But I would imagine that it gets people to appreciate. The coffee at a at a different level, um, and and then going back to those storytelling aspects that you were talking about as well. Do you think that the customer is going to accept that? I mean, most people are really comfortable with the coffee house atmosphere, right? And if you take away their toys yeah. or their work while they're having the coffee, is it possible for the consumer to sit there and straightforward enjoy a cup of coffee? I is think that yes. still a bill? Yes, I, yeah. I would say absolutely. Yeah. It is. And I would say it's a certain type of customer. Yeah, and, and I guarantee they're not going to drink as much volume-wise. They're going yeah. to not going to sit there and drink 20-ounce lattes. They're going to have a smaller drink, and they're going to talk to each other a lot more. This is what's really cool about this model, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think $25 million is enough, mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, if they're going to really be that, you know, that kind of thorn on the side of Starbucks and kind of oh, come yeah. in there and pop up, it's clearly not enough money. And it's also, it's a business model that works well on the West Coast and works well mm. with these educated people where you don't have to spend a lot of time educating them on, on why there's no sockets. Mm. It's just you go in there, it's like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm getting out <laughs> oh, of the there are no sockets. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you go to a place in the Midwest, I mean, how how many people are going to be in there and either, you know, and wonder you know, why it's so bright, wonder why there's no outlets, and just, it's like, like oh, I thought this was a coffee shop. You know, I have to it's really, talk to people? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it challenges so much of our status yeah. quo mm-hmm. that I think I admire that, and I'm skeptical of it. Well, gee, now Especially I want a blue bottle scale. up here. So here, here, I, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. What, what, is, what would, what would be the right average now. cost um, of a cup of coffee at Blue Bottle versus same, Starbucks? Same. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about this on a previous episode, it, but it's, 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 it's the fun little frustrating paradox in coffee that but now, Starbucks, I mean, you know, the equivalent of McDonald's in a way of, of the proliferation yeah, at least yeah. of coffee mm-hmm. is that latte is the same price, mm-hmm. whether you go to Blue Bottle, whether you mm-hmm. go to Starbucks, whether you go right. to, you know, Conduit, one of our cafes or something. But the way mobile technology is with the internet now, you almost don't need to have internet free for your customers because it's on their phone. Um, a lot of people, at least, I mean, I still nowadays leech on to whatever internet is available right. and hopefully it's free. Um, you know, I know Starbucks tried charging for the internet for one mm-hmm. and they had a big backlash. Those mm-hmm. T-Mobile yeah, hotspots. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was $7 an hour or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, they had a little bit of a backlash, but, you know, they also had people that were seeking out Starbucks and parking in their parking lots and not buying their product just to right. use their internet. Right. Nowadays, though, if you have a small place, it's very sterile, very clean, not a lot of outlets, you know, it's a walk-up window, hmm. the business owner's not going to need to have internet 
per se for the customer. So right. the, the costs are going to be lower there. Um, you know, you maybe the turnover. seating is going to be smaller. So you don't need as much square footage. You're, you know, it's a walk-up bar. Maybe right. it is still in porcelain and in glass, but. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's uh, cool. I mean, the article says this a little bit. The Blue Bottle is very focused on creating cafe from the spaces that are available. You yeah. know, so then that, that's a big difference yeah. from Starbucks too, is not just this yeah. cookie cutter Absolutely. color scheme. Right. You know, all the, the CDs for sale. We talk about the Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On sale. You know, I think that's You could make your own. You could go into Starbucks and they had this little light that you could burn your own you CD could selection. Your own, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pick your own songs. Yeah. yeah. So much yeah. world music. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, Starbucks is more of a, uh, almost like a cafeteria or cafe style coffee. You're going in there, you're maybe getting a, a bagel or a donut mm-hmm. or a sandwich right. and you're getting a frappuccino right. instead of a latte, you know. So I guess, go ahead. They're, you know, they're more of, I think they're more of a, um, almost like a deli, you know. I mean, they're not a sandwich sure. like in the sense of that, but they are more of an eatery and coffee yeah. shop. Well, this is what uh, frustrates me so much about, okay, I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> Go on. Dive in. You know, we're talking about Blue Bottle, which is a very, very good reputation. Yeah. Very nice coffee. I mean, yeah. and actually incredible coffee. Some of their single origins and stuff like that. I mean, it's some of the best coffee certainly available on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's absolutely exquisite. And we're having this entire podcast reading, you know, from this article on comparing Blue Bottle to Starbucks. To Starbucks. Exactly. You know, yeah. Starbucks has commercials yeah. for flavored drinks with some caffeine in it. You know, yeah. Starbucks got into a legal dispute over selling breakfast sandwiches and with McDonald's. You know, we're talking about this food services company that's not a coffee and roaster. Company yeah. now too. Right. Yeah. I mean they're they're not they are not a coffee shop anymore. They're not a roaster to anymore. Even compare you know, so to say that this is just kind of creating toxic lingo and it's just recreating Kind of, you know, not just building on the past, but it's just recreating some of these issues mm-hmm. with the past. Well, and, not, and and obviously we owe Starbucks a lot because of what they did in the 20 past. years ago. Yeah. Right? But things have changed a lot. Farms are different. Pallets are different. Everybody wants something different now. And so being able to, comparing this to Starbucks, it, it sort of sickens me. It's like saying, hey, you know, these guys, Tom Douglas. Yeah. He just opened his 378th store. Holy God. I didn't know he had that many stores. <laughs> I never knew that. Right? <laughs> no. Restaurant. Restaurant. Yeah. Restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or 278 or yeah, something. I mean, it was like, wow. I thought he had like 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's sort, sort of like, oh, wait, because we're talking to the guys that are selling the restaurant equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, exactly. oh, well, of course you're talking to Tom Douglas. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not even part of our conversation mm-hmm. anymore. Like, yeah. I'm just not even going to go to try and sell coffee to Tom Douglas restaurants anymore right. because it's such a huge scale. Yeah, that that's not... That's, that's not, not our business model, yeah. and that's not that's the not. coffee we're going for. You know, so to say that Blue Bottle is going to replace Starbucks or going to challenge Starbucks, it's like saying that yeah. you know you need a burger here in Fremont's going to start challenging you know Burger King. Yeah, you know because they're doing something different and they have investors. It's like no, you're creating another chain of really high quality shops, and kind of with, I don't know. It's so there is no comparison sure. when you want to right. take the quality and the consistency and the community building of a company like Blue Bottle. And then compare it to this juggernaut of a business, which is mostly just a marketing yeah. program now. It's yeah. not, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, they're buying so, aisles and yeah, grocery yeah, stores. Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, li- I like when you said that, you know, they're, they're trying to put the, the coffee shops in the spaces available. Mm-hmm. Instead of going and maybe purchasing a historical landmark and then getting it out to the point... I mean, there are places where, yeah, especially here in Seattle, yeah. Yeah. that say that, you know, you can't do any changes to the building. They're, yeah. they're, you know, this is what it is. 
And uh, it's funny that's notice, where the original Starbucks is too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Starbucks can't go back into any of those places mm-hmm. because they can't make it look the same. And mm-hmm. there must be a comfort level that they've de- determined with the mm-hmm. customer that the customer likes to go in and see the same thing. It makes them feel at home, maybe. Right. Well, they went for a specific um, experience, and they try to make that consistent over all their stores. So yeah. Anyone yeah. could go into a Starbucks store in any part of the world yeah. and know and, exactly and they what they're be, getting. Yeah, they shouldn't be faulted for providing the customers with something like and, right. And I will say that you know there are places that you cannot find a good cup of coffee unless it's Starbucks mm-hmm. right. to yeah. save your life. Oh, you yeah. know? So let, so we're we're I'm we're, actually we're, kind of expecting that in Thailand. But yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we're and we're you know a little bit spoiled and speaking from a place of privilege in Seattle because we've got excellent coffee options right. here, including well, Starbucks. it's also a yeah. perspective of of opulence that we expect. Coffee in this American sense of Starbucks being available. Sure. Yeah. We go. It's a first world problem. You know, that, that, that's a, it really that's is. A, that's another. It dis- hey, right. actually yes. dis- I yeah. mean, on the East Coast even. Oh, yeah. Like the last time I traveled oh. on the East Coast, I'm like, where, where's Dunkin the coffee? Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yep. Please. I found myself inside of a McDonald's at a Walmart or yeah. a McDonald's <laughs> yeah. inside of a Walmart <laughs> buying coffee in oh, Wyoming on a road trip. Yeah. And it was, it was. Man. On the other it's the worst hand, coffee I, I hate being on vacation in uh, places in like Mexico, like San Miguel de Allende, <laughs> and you see the Starbucks sign plastered on sort of these really sort of uh, quaint, uh, you know, colorful Mexican uh, storefronts, and th- that that bugs me as well. Oh, so there, that's the juggernaut yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah. So right. there is the good. And, and there's plenty yeah. of coffee in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you can find it, sure, especially sure. for that Starbucks money. Sure. I really oh. going back to Blue Bottle. I really like um, just just thinking about the way that they they take, you know, the experiences that they go into. Uh, oh, sorry, the, the the spaces that they go into and and uh, building their their cafes around the spaces uh, really gives it a sense of. Um, I mean, it's a company that builds on and into a culture. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it. It takes. Uh, Probably, I mean, maybe I'm making a bunch of assumptions here, but <clears throat> it seems like it 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 takes the culture that it that it comes into and enhances it around a very specific experience. Uh, I mean, it obviously forces you more. Like when you go in, there's no there's no distractions. There's just coffee and and, and the people that are around you forces you to become more uh, intertwined with these people. Um, and I think that's a really fascinating, completely different. Uh, you know, as, as you're saying, Jesse, from Starbucks, it's like, uh, you know, not even apples and oranges. It's like apples and golf balls. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's true. I mean, there, there's this thing, I mean, with Starbucks, could, could this money going to Blue Bottle be able to recreate the hiring level that Starbucks huh. provides? Maybe, maybe that Starbucks will... comes into a neighborhood, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they hire up 15 employees to work seven days a week so they can be open from six in the morning till 11 at night, whatever it is. They, they've created jobs for people. And they're created jobs because the consumer wants that product and they're willing to go there and spend their money there. It keeps it open. I mean, it's a circle. I mean, it, it, could you give a company like Blue Bottle that money? Are they going to go into a neighborhood and need to hire all these people, or is the consumer not going to allow Blue Bottle to stay open? Those kind of maybe they won't you know? create uh, in terms of, of volume, but it, certainly in terms of, of quality, I could see Blue Bottle being a force that raises the bar for what a barista is paid 
mm-hmm. in this country. I'd like that, you know, but sometimes doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and Starbucks certainly yeah. did it. I mean, that's just... And how many employees does it take to recreate the streamline right. that Starbucks has well, with the quality that Blue Bottle has? Exactly. And know? at what point, I mean, it, we've talked about this in other times too, but the you don't make that much money on coffee. Right. It's just a, it's a low revenue generating yeah. thing, and it takes volumes of people. Yeah. So you're going to pay your baristas more that are well trained and respectable and good managers, and you're going to pay them more. But are you going to pay more to the farmers? Like at some point, yeah. you know, until you start charging significantly more, 20, 30, 50 percent more for right. the coffee itself, right. yeah, you know, you're not really going to improve the conditions of anybody along the line no, over no, what they are. No. You know, I mean, what, are you going to start buying nicer milk so you can start supporting better dairies and local dairies? Yeah, you know, less refrigeration, less homogenization, that kind of stuff, less travel time. They're going to start supporting local bakers. You know, all that stuff as it grows becomes more and more expensive. Yeah. And from the conduit, from my perspective, from our perspective here at Conduit, like the momentum that you're going to gain is from that community interaction. Mm. You know, the reason why people are going to come and spend five dollars on a scone instead of three fifty on a scone is because it's darn good, and they they are likely familiar with that other company. Mm. You know, so it's that familiarity, it's the chatting, it's the talking and stuff that makes those prices and those stories worth paying. Mm. Well, you know, and that's what's cool about this model is that the more you get people involved with better farming and better coffee yeah. products and everything that revolves around that, the more that they might be willing to pay more because they, you know, they understand the foundation, the quality of the more. foundation that brought them that right. product. And I don't see how Blue Bot, I don't see how anybody can do that on a large scheme. Like, yeah. It just, it, it, you can't. There's too much chaos going on in there. You know, there's too there's too many variables across the country, across the yeah. cultures and the people and yeah. the, the roasting and all that stuff to do it. I mean, if it really, they can control the you know segmentation in the different uh, communities, right? Like if you can have you know Blue Bottle in San Francisco, in LA, in Boston, in you know whatever other city, and have each of those you know chunks of Blue Bottle right. truly being part of and accurately in that community exactly um then perhaps but that's a uh, lot of infrastructure that's a lot of hr well, well, a lot of what we're doing is assumption of what what the future holds for the yeah. coffee industry that's and that's great. what we're really talking about is what we know from our past experience what we're dealing with today in the present and where we believe the industry and in, is going in the future and that's why we have these podcasts and uh, i guess bottom line of course is i mean you have they have investors right it gave them 25 well, million dollars to do this so that certainly says something exactly and here's the other side too is we you know what I, what I was just saying is assuming that their model isn't that sustainable as far as generating revenue but we also don't know and it's probably likely is that Starbucks's model is not also is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're going to have to raise their prices too. If there's a huge drought in Brazil and Sumatra where they, they get a lot of their beans. They say they're not going to though, don't they? They say they're not going to, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, is the coffee prices have gone up 77 cents in mm. three weeks. Mm. That's compared to what, uh, as a, as a percentage, is that almost, uh, uh, I mean, we're 50% like increase? 20, it's like 60%. 60% wow. increase? Yeah. Wow. For a slim margin product. Yeah. Mm. And the, and it's because there's, I mean, there's, I mean, coffee's, this is what's so cool about coffee in the geography lesson is the droughts in Brazil and, mm. you know, the, the estimated huge, huge crop they're going to get in Sumatra and Indonesia that didn't actually pan out for all sorts of reasons. Mm. Um, and then you have the coffee rust in Central America that's wiping out, mm. especially the corporate farms, mm. especially the low, like Honduras is just like, they're just off the map. What is that exactly? The coffee rust? Yeah. It's a fungus that, that spreads from plants and mm. it's incredibly difficult to get out. Um, I mean, they're looking, I mean, my importer 
well, I can't really repeat without swearing, but you know, <laughs> sure. she did not like when I asked her that question, mm. mostly because they don't have an answer. It's not going to be yeah. good. It's that not good. Basically it's not good. It yeah. Yeah. And that's probably something that yeah. we should discuss. Uh, oh no. Okay. Right. So like, what happens? So Starbucks is going to be affected by that. Yeah. In, with their scale, yeah. going to be affected by all these Absolutely. dynamics around the world much harder than a place like Blue Bottle that's focused on inconsistency, quality, quality inconsistency. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh man, you know, El Salvador just got wiped out <laughs> yeah. by the coffee rust. They, you know, our farms aren't producing the coffee yeah. we want. But we got no Bolivia. Big deal. Yeah. We got Bolivia. Yeah. You know, Peru's having a great year. The yeah. Kenyan coffees this year have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. everybody listening, buy Kenyan coffees or African coffees, excuse me. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They're all amazing, right? Um, so, you know, they because they they have a real leverage point over Starbucks because they're not trying to be that consistent, and so you know they will likely be able to sort out and sort you know, seek out yeah better. Copies. I mean, I think we've discussed what Blue Bottle. I mean, what we've read so far, right? I mean, we don't know what what they're really going to do with the money yet, and we'll just keep an eye on it. Maybe they don't know what they're going to do with the money. <laughs> yet. You know, if you offered me twenty five million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd know what I'd do right. with it. I yeah. might still have to go to work on right. Thursday. I'm going to take apart Just a bunch of Apple computers and encase my coffee well, yeah. bar. In the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, what is interesting you know. is, do they go back to their core values? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and how do they express those core values right. out across the usage of this The next uh, five right. to ten years should well, certainly be pretty yeah. fascinating. This argument is, so, Apple versus Mac, yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. That's been an argument since they've been around, right? Yeah. They're they're Apple users and they're Mac, yeah, and then they're uh, and then they're Mac users. No. <laughs> but, you know, so nobody uses Microsoft. What are we talking about? But no, you know, I mean, yeah. there's this two juggernauts on the yeah. computer industry, yeah. and it's there's a line right down the middle, well, and people are arguing about it. So now we get to coffee, and of course we have our own opinions on what Starbucks is as a business and what it is towards the coffee industry and right. what Blue Bottle is. And if it was any other company, it doesn't have to be blue bottles name they could have put any other micro roaster i don't know third wave roaster could have been anybody in this could have been anybody in that i mean i guarantee cafe vita has near 25 million dollars available for investing probably absolutely i mean they've just opened up like what 15 stores in the last year in la and new york like I'm making that up, but they've opened stores all over the place. Mm-hmm. One thing that just occurred to me about laughing about this. <laughs> I'm just going to make stuff up now. Yeah. Yammering. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but so, no, what's funny also is that Apple is the most profitable, the largest company based on stock value in this. Absolutely. In yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. It, and again, so it's. Apples you know, and what, golf balls. Right. Yeah. yeah. Apples and golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we'll call this episode. Apples and golf balls. Apples yeah. and golf balls. Yeah. yeah. Like it. And uh, I think, I think we can, that's pretty good. Yeah, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we can leave it there because we can certainly, uh, you know, gladly keep talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. Tune well, in next time. Yeah. I'm tune, John. Tune Liberty. in to the bowl uh, later. Yeah. Uh, that's John Liberty. Yeah. I'm Joseph. I'm Jesse. And I'm Michael Mage. <laughs>